Welcome to We Lead Radio. Your hosts are June Gunter, Beth Hijack, Christine Erickson, and Morgan Reidenauer. This show is a conversation that will focus on reimagining leadership to meet the reality of 21st century business and life in organizations. The conversation is inspired by timeless, natural wisdom for how to lead through uncertainty. Now, here are the hosts of We Lead Radio. Welcome, I'm Morgan Reidenauer, and this is We Lead Radio. As always, I'm back with my amazing co-host, June Gunter. Hello. Beth Hijack. Good morning, good day, and good afternoon, everyone. And Christine Erickson. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about reimagining leadership and really being a discussion about what leadership could look like. And to start that conversation off, I wanted to check in with my co-hosts and ask them, what are some of the expectations the leaders you work with are struggling to meet? Christine, you want to get us started? Um, I think, well, one thing that I'm thinking about right now, Morgan, is, mm-hmm. is, um, is the idea that we have to know everything, that they have to know everything. They can't not know. And I think when we don't have a shared leadership situation, the onus of being the one that knows everything that makes all the mistakes or not leads to a very performative space. And I think so many of our clients are carrying this weight around all the time, just waiting for the next thing to drop. Mm-hmm. And that creates a really non-creative space. Yeah. And I think it makes them closed in a way they're not aware of um, because there's just a lot of fear. People are operating in a fear around not being right, not making it work the first time. Yeah. You know, Christine, I was thinking about that same thing. Uh, this morning about not needing to know everything or feeling like they need to know everything. And on top of that, the, those leaders, especially the senior leaders, are being asked to keep at a pace that's uh, moving extraordinarily fast to be able to grow their organization and keep the organization out ahead of what might be coming. And at the same time, start to grow new leaders. And then, you know, those new leaders are primarily people who have been experts in their field. And now they're being asked to step into a different place about, you know, what does it mean to lead? How do I create unity? How do I inspire collaboration and commitment? So there's like these, these two layers that I see happening all the time. And speaking to what you just commented on is that both these groups of leaders, those who are existing and those who are being asked up to step up and lead in a new way, have to deal with that pressure of feeling they need to know everything in addition to everything else that's happening. I just find it uh, overwhelming. And I think most leaders find it overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, thanks, Beth. And and I think, too, this reminds me of something we're often in conversations with leaders about regarding expertise and how expertise is no longer really what people are looking for in their leaders. We need someone who has some expertise, but, but we can't rely on that expertise and kind of hold that up to use it to convince people to follow us. 
I have I have watched so many people who are experts in multiple areas realize that there is a fork in the road and they as they go around the bend they really have no idea what's coming and yet they're expected to have the priorities nailed down and they're expected to be able to um, compel people to move with them into a predictable space and it doesn't exist mm-hmm. you know what's amazing is that um, in a lot of the engagements when we have people that have horses or horse experience um, not always but a lot of the times those are the individuals that seem to be most challenged to let go of their thinking around how to be with a horse what a relationship can be like how to lead the horse and i think the same thing is true seen with people uh couched in their expertise to be able to let go and what i found is the horse people and the experts after stepping into a, a different container of how to lead they're like i never knew i could do this i never knew that i could do something different that i didn't have to have all the answers that I could have a different way to lead that's based on trust and collaboration and uh, transparency, that in a small moment in relation to everything else, a whole new world has opened up for them as leaders. I just find it fascinating. I think the other part of meeting some of these challenges is the culture of consequence because having that expertise and how we lead depending on what the organizational culture is and how we start to meet that you know those are very real fears it's not just that we have fear about not being right or or letting go of our expertise um it there is valid because of how how the organization is structured and what that culture requires in terms of the the speed the innovation all of those things and so I think looking at also how we can shift leadership culture and not only individual leadership is really important. I was, um, I was thinking about that, that I've, I've watched a lot of the organizations that we've been with over the past few months and they're struggling to create oneness. They're huge companies and they're moved, they're, they're dispersed geographically and yet they want to have a culture where they feel like they're one organization, they're one unit, they're one unified brand. And I think there people are really struggling to say, how do we create a sense of unity when we're spread out all over the globe? And possibly we even grew through acquisition and there are subcultures throughout the organizations that we've built. How do we create a sense of alignment and connectedness and common purpose? You know, on that note, I want to take a minute just to talk about how horses deal with that, how horses create that unity and alignment and oneness. Because in a a herd of wild horses, there can be easily 30, 60 horses in a herd. And there are a group of leaders that need to organize and communicate successfully in order to organize that entire herd and get them moving 
in the direction they need to go at the pace they need to go. So horses have a number of roles and a number of different leadership positions for different situations. But when horses face uncertainty and they need to move, three roles really emerge to help that happen. The first is the lead mare role. This is typically a female horse, a leader who is out in the front setting direction and pace. There's also a lead stallion role who is a male horse typically in the back that really reinforces that direction and also protects. Then there's the sentinel role. And this is an interesting role. This is a leadership role that typically is in the middle physically. So these are the horses that are reinforcing direction. They're redirecting the herd and helping all the horses understand which way to go and which way not to go. They also have an interesting ambassador responsibility, which we may have a little bit of time to talk about later, we'll see. But now that I've set the stage for a little bit of how horses manage this, is there anything you guys wanna add really quickly before I ask our next question? Um, I'm just going to let everybody know on the line that we're hearing a little bit of feedback. And if we can just be uh, aware of the movement because our listeners can hear it. <laughs> Hopefully that won't come through too loud on their end. Um, did you guys have anything to add about the lead mare, lead stallion, or sentinel roles? I think we're ready. All right. Well, I have one last question for you. We have about three minutes till we go to break. What, what are the opportunities you find that shared leadership can create for people to address these demands on them in new ways? Um, well, you know, what I, what I love about the, uh, the idea of shared leadership, actually, not the idea, but the actually being a part of shared leadership is that it gives, it creates a bigger bird's eye view for leaders who may have seen themselves or have operated as if uh, they were islands, either as teams, divisions, or experts. And um, in a shared leadership model, there's more resources available to them, whether it be funds, ideas, or opportunities. Um, you have more eyes, ears, and brains being able to pay attention to what is right in front of them and what is changing on the horizon. And it doesn't have to fall solely on one individual's shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. I, one thing that, um, I mean, there's so many great layers of what comes out of shared leadership. Um, and I love what you just said, Beth. I think the thing that I focus in on so often is better decision-making, yeah. I think that I think that we wait or there's such a still a default model of leadership decision making that when information, given the roles that Morgan um, laid out so beautifully around horses in a herd, when information is constantly being assessed, it's much easier and more agile to make a decision in the moment when it's needed because that information is already there and it's not one horse's one horse's information base. It's a collective. 
And so I think that that responsibility, that ease of being less performative and more integrative around decision making yeah. um, and supporting one another really shifts. Mm. Yeah. You know, when I think about how so many of the folks I've encountered over the past, I don't know, 10 years have given us feedback about the notion of shared leadership. One of the things that they say is this, this opportunity to think about leading from behind is actually really transformative, that they can contribute to align direction, give people an opportunity to get out front that are maybe have more expertise than they do, and yet still create guidance in an almost effortless way by uh, offering perspective and helping course correct. And it reduces the burden from feeling like all the pressure is on you to we're actually in this together. And from my perspective, even just personally, it makes it a lot more fun to have people to lead with. Yeah. I think we underestimate how much fun it can actually be to be with people who are aligned and on purpose and willing to weigh in on decisions that help you decide how to move forward together. That's right. Absolutely. We do need to go to break, but we will be back. And when we come back, we'll be introducing our guest for this show and continuing to talk about how to reimagine leadership. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Teaching horses on the frontier of leadership development. Get out of the office and into the field to learn what horses have to teach us about leading through uncertainty. Teaching Horse is recognized worldwide as a premier provider of executive and leadership development with horses. Work side by side with horses to apply a simple framework for leading through uncertainty. Practice using attention, direction, energy, and congruence to elevate confidence in your leadership. Contact us at teachinghorse.com to meet your executive leadership and team development goals. Are you among the many who believe it is time to reimagine leadership for the 21st century? Are you considering stepping up to a new level of leadership? If so, we have a resource for you. Go to the Amazon Kindle store and order The Choice to Lead by June Gunter and Beth Hijack. In this book, the authors share what horses have taught them about leadership that will prepare you to take confident steps in the direction of your future. Download your copy today, and we look forward to supporting your growth as a leader. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are tuned in to we lead radio tweet us at we lead radio to share your thoughts or questions or send an email 
to leadershipconfidenceatteachinghorse.com. Again, that's leadershipconfidenceatteachinghorse.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. We've been discussing how to reimagine leadership and talking a little bit about the horses and the different leadership roles we see in in herds of wild horses and how that might inform or inspire our thinking about our own human leadership. In this segment, June is going to introduce our fabulous guests who are calling from a very long way away. June? Well, it is my pleasure to welcome two of our favorite people on the planet. Um, I'm about to introduce you to David and Sharon Harris. They are fellow pioneers in the field of leadership development with horses, and they are members of the Teaching Horse Global Facilitation Network. I'm going to say a, a little bit more about David. He's the founder of Equine Guided Leadership Development and is also a uh, NLP Master Practitioner and ICF PCC Certified Coach, and his um, opportunity in coaching leaders is really grounded in his experience of leading several large multi-million dollar organizations and uh, he is a dear friend and a colleague and we would like to welcome David and Sharon to the show please say hi hello everybody hi guys that was a lovely introduction June <laughs> I'm, I'm blushing <laughs> <laughs> As everybody knows, Dave, you're my man, and Sharon's okay with that. I'm very proud to be. Very <laughs> proud to be. Well, um, we're going to start by just asking you to tell us a little bit about you and the work you're doing in the world and, and how we are working together to help people reimagine leadership. So just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, well, we, um, as, as June said, I come from a corporate domain. Uh, I spent 20 years in um, information technology, we used to call it computers and stuff. Um, got to a point where I was incredibly successful in one perspective, which meant I had a big car, loads of money and all the trappings, and incredibly miserable and scared and feeling vulnerable at the same time. And I always feel like horses uh, kind of came to my rescue in that. I got my dear friend, John Joe, who was exhibiting exactly the same behaviors as myself, um, you know, in this way that the, the horses have this wonderful way of feeding back to us what we're doing, and um, came across learning with horses from, a, from someone that I knew and realized at that moment that um, this is what I wanted to do. And I wanted to do it for, from two perspectives. One was because it felt like it was calling me. And the other was I wanted to work with Sharon because so much of the time I'd devoted for the previous 20 years had been me at work, Sharon um, looking after the home and the family and the kids and everything else. And so I decided that a major part of what I wanted to do was to work with Sharon. So we set up our business, you know, in that way that life does. Um, like the second workshop we, we ran was a massive global organization with very high expectations and of course in combination with the horses we blew their socks off and it kind of launched us into this world and we've been doing it ever since um, and we feel very privileged to be part of the uh, teaching horse community um, 
it's it's been a really fabulous journey and and we've done it together um you know occasionally i go and do stuff on my own but predominantly um i do it with sharon and the feedback that i get is when i don't do it with sharon it's not as good (laughs) (laughs) so so in a kind of in a in a few seconds that that's um how we got here and how we became connected with this um, and it was really interesting, June, listening to the conversation that was going before, because I, I know you experience this. When we're doing this work, there's often like a word or a phrase that's banging in our head. And what I, the word that was banging in my head as we were talking about how the horses operate and how they have this fluid form of leadership and everything was one of the major cornerstones of this is trust. Absolutely. And... Um, and I think one of the interesting things that's happened is we, we, we seem to be in a place where we all know how to do it. We all can do it. And, but it seems in, um, you know, short supply in certain areas. So that was just one of the things that I wanted to kind of get off my chest before we move the conversation on. You know, one of the reasons why I am so happy to have both of you on the phone is I think you're a real model for shared leadership. I think, uh, and I, and I think we've been able to accomplish some incredible things together because we, we share that philosophy that it does take a herd to do this work. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it takes a global herd to do this work. And uh, I know I, I have heard from our own clients what an impact that Sharon has had on their lives. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit from you, Sharon. Tell me a little bit about you and what you want the listeners to hear about you. Well, I, I just want to say that um, I'm a, 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 regular, a, a regular woman who had um, a husband who was desperately unhappy in business, and I wanted to, I wanted to support him. I didn't want to see him have a, a nervous breakdown. I wanted him to leave corporate life, and I wanted him to succeed in a business that we could run together. I didn't really understand business. I didn't really understand corporate people. Um, And so we were thrown into this business together. And quite honestly, uh, it's been 20 years now, I think, that we've been working together. And it really really is a shared leadership. Um, He has my back. I have his back. And um, I think think that we just gel well together. Um, he, Dave, Dave is a technical person, but I'm the sort of logistic person. Um, I make sure that uh, everybody's involved. Everybody, you know, everybody has a, is seen. Everybody is heard. There's nobody left out. So I'm really, I'm really Dave's wingman. So, um, that, that's what I do really. And I, I just bring myself and I bring a lot of love, I think. Um, you know, you're our, describing our yourself, Sharon, as a brilliant sentiment. <laughs> and and do you know, do you know I, I've got to share this with you. I'm not sure I've shared it with everyone. But imagine the situation. I'm on this massive salary. I've got this car and everything else. And I've come home to Sharon and I've said, mm-hmm. okay, this is what we're going to do. You know, <laughs> we're going to leave that behind. We're going to jump off the cliff um, into this void of which we know not what. And Sharon said to me, look, you were really successful at something you didn't enjoy. Imagine how successful you're going to, we're going to be together at something we love. 
Mm. And, you know, that, you, at that point, you're not worried about, you know, what happens if you, you say, okay, we can do that. If we can, we can align for that. And in a way, June, this totally speaks, uh, sorry, all of you guys, this totally speaks to this thing of aligning direction, you know? Absolutely. We're not exactly sure where we're going to go. We've got a sense of it. We know how to keep ourselves safe. There's, there's boundaries that we're not going to cross. You know, there's boundaries that perhaps we can, but it, it lines up. And when you do that together, uh, it's a very powerful thing. And from my perspective, um, I kind of, it's, it's an interesting thing because I, 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 I'm the, the, the face, I suppose, but lots of people notice me and I talk more than anyone else. It's Sharon that makes the impact. Everyone loves Sharon, you know, and they love what it is she brings. And part of that is because she trusts me and I trust her. And together Absolutely. we know we've got it covered. And if we haven't, you know, if we haven't got it covered, we'll work it out. You know, I, I, I think that this it. is important for us to acknowledge that we've created what we are trying to help other people create in the world, yeah. which is yeah. a way of sharing leadership that's, that's steeped in trust and distributed accountability and responsibility that's rooted in trust and in, in love for the people you're with, but also for the people you serve. And I, I would love to hear you, David, just share a story about um, a client that reflects what reimagining leadership for the 21st century could look like. Um, we, we had a guy that came and he ran his organization. He set this organization up. So he was the guy. He was the founder, the CEO, everything. And he set this organization up with his friends from university. Can you imagine that? He set yeah. this up. It was, um, he, he got so successful at this. And someone said to him a little sentence that had a massive impact on him. And they said, you run this business like a family. And he saw that as a negative. He saw that as a bad thing. Yeah. So he got some, what he described as professionals in, or a professional particularly, to help him overcome this family feeling. This guy, the first thing this guy said to him was, you are way too close to your customers. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but wow. I don't think you can be too close to your customers. But this is what the guy said and proceeded to tear the organization apart. He brought in people that were so focused on um, selling. He was a salesman, so focused on selling and the like. He, he nearly destroyed this organization. And this man came to us. He was receiving coaching, but he came to us. Um, borderline despair, I think, would describe it, because he had had to get rid of this guy and, and sort of clean up the damage that this, this man had caused. And he started working with the horses, and we described to him the positions of leadership that you've been talking about. And he said, I really feel like at the minute what is needed in this sort of malaise is for me to step up and take that, that kind of what we describe often as the lead mayor role and, and, and take people to this new place, that, which, of course, was an old place. And with the horses, as he started to do that, he felt very, very uncomfortable. And, and it manifested itself with the horses. So he would be constantly checking in on the horses and looking back. And, of course, every time he looked back, it caused the horse to stop. So, it was a, you know, a very simple leading exercise, and he was really struggling with it. 
And so Dave, you know, I'm sorry, we're going to have to go to break. We're going to pick up the story when we come back. Yeah, okay. we'll be we're right back. Anyway. We'll Good. be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Teaching horses on the frontier of leadership development. Get out of the office and into the field to learn what horses have to teach us about leading through uncertainty. Teaching Horse is recognized worldwide as a premier provider of executive and leadership development with horses. Work side by side with horses to apply a simple framework for leading through uncertainty. Practice using attention, direction, energy, and congruence to elevate confidence in your leadership. Contact us at teachinghorse.com to meet your executive leadership and team development goals. Are you among the many who believe it is time to reimagine leadership for the 21st century? Are you considering stepping up to a new level of leadership? If so, we have a resource for you. Go to the Amazon Kindle store and order The Choice to Lead by June Gunter and Beth Hijack. In this book, the authors share what horses have taught them about leadership that will prepare you to take confident steps in the direction of your future. Download your copy today, and we look forward to supporting your growth as a leader. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to We Lead Radio. Tweet us at We Lead Radio to share your thoughts or questions or send an email to leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. Again, that's leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. We have been talking with our amazing guests who are really showing us what true partnership can look like. And we are in the middle of a story, which we unfortunately had to cut short and hopefully we'll be able to get back to that story. Christine, is there anything you want to ask before we jump back in? Uh, I think I'd just love to have Dave continue that story of where where this client was going. I think that's such a a, not a unique, it's a great story, but it's a very painful position I think a lot of people find themselves in. And having the opportunity to guide someone in this experience is really powerful. Well, well, thank you. And, and so we got to a point where this guy was leading like from the front and in position one and felt incredibly uncomfortable. We asked him what he needed. And he said, could someone just walk behind me, behind the horse actually, and tell me what's happening? Mm-hmm. Wow. simple which of course we now say is you know that leading from behind position and mm-hmm. he asked me to do it and I walked behind and I just fed back to him you know the horse is this far away it's doing this this is what's happening his whole demeanor changed 
Mm. He, he, in fact, he almost changed as a person. He stepped into this confident. He looked forward. His, his kind of a chest puffed out. We, we didn't tell him to do any of those things. And he found it incredibly comfortable. And I think it's such a simple metaphor for this, this shared leadership model because we think we've got to do it on our own. And with minimal effort, it was no difficult mm. thing for me to do to just feed him what was going on. He stepped into this place and truly led from that, um, with the whole of his heart, from that uh, position of leading from the front. So, you know, the horses have a fantastic way of giving us a whole body experience of what that's like. And, of course, then he can tap into that whenever he chooses to. Also, he had the feeling of what it was like when he didn't have that. And he used that as a reference mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. okay, when I feel like this, I need to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So really simple, but extraordinarily powerful at the same time. Yeah, what a transformation to see when someone shifts their body in that way and their energy. It's such, it is such a privilege doing this work, being able to observe those things. Thank you so much for sharing that, David. Um, I think that's, that's such, just a wonderful example of what shared leadership can look like and feel like. And it, one word that comes up for me in hearing that story is that space of ease, how quickly it happened when you went to, to lead from behind and gave him that information. It wasn't this laborious, you know, culture change and, you know, a year plan. It was in a moment. It was a moment of choosing and making a request for what was needed. And I think that so often can, we can be reserved about that. I'd love to ask you both, um, you know, about other experiences you've had and, and just the power of what shared leadership can look like and how that can feel. Yeah, it's, I think one of the interesting things is us folks completely take for granted how horses operate, you know, they, how they have this ability to respond and react to the environment that's around them. Um, and, we sometimes get kind of penned into a corner about how we think we should do stuff. I would mm. say one of the most common things that we, we get with people is they step up with the horse. They've never seen a horse before this day. They've never met a horse before this day. And they step up to do a task and have this burden of expectation upon themselves that they must or should know exactly how to do it. Mm -hmm. They very often don't ask for help. Um, and the second that someone asks for help, the number of times that we've experienced someone who's like in a bit of a fight with the horse or, or not a fight exactly, but they're pulling and pulling back. Conflict. And mm -hmm. they just look perhaps to one of the other group members and say, you know, could you help me? The horses step immediately towards them and join them just in that release or that. Right. It is the release of the burden. They let go of this burden that they apply to themselves. Um, we had a lady who was a hardline, um, she was actually a project, a, a team leader, and she had her team with her, and she went off to do the leading exercise, and she had, I, I always ask the group if anyone's nervous, and she said nothing, and she was mm. the last one to go, she headed off, and after a few steps, she literally turned around and burst into tears, and she said, I'm terrified. Oh. And we were, you know, we were really intrigued by this, we supported her. We asked her what it is she needs. Could someone hold my hand, she said. Oh, and oh. someone held her hand. And you, again, there was this transformation. So it's, but also, the second she said, can someone help, the horse stepped towards her. I actually think she 
probably didn't even need to hold someone's hand, but she did sort of for her own internal um, process, but she set off and became this incredible um, leader with the mere act of sharing it with someone by holding their hand. And I think we we have this perception, this burden that we have to do it all ourselves. We feel that we should know all the answers, and it's all nonsense because we don't. And in the day, in the environment that we have now, which is all about fast moving, um, you know, uncertainty doesn't even come close to it. As June was describing in one of the previous um, shows about the VUCA, you, you haven't got that to rely on. But what you, if you build an environment of trust, what you can rely on is the people around you to support you. And you come up with amazing solutions by letting go of that um, burden of having to have all the answers only the only leader and you know i am the leader therefore i must know everything do everything know all the answers as soon as you drop that i think it's a very powerful and transformative uh, energy which then builds creativity and all sorts of amazing things so yeah i think the the horses model that constantly so um it's very useful for us and i think in the human space of opening that possibility of that vulnerability to make the request is so important. Um, you know, I think it highlights the power of congruence. This person yep. took the risk of saying what was true for her, and it opened possibility that wasn't there before she did it. And just to piggyback on, on what everyone has been saying up to this moment, the thing that really popping for me, and I would love to hear... Miss Sharon, as we say in the South, speak to this, because I think she and I share this quality um, and really believe, and I think everyone else does, but I think for Sharon, I identify strongly with this, is that that love is a common denominator of leadership and that it is the thing that builds trust and unity. And there is a fluidity between asking for help and offering help. And I see that in the herd all the time. So Sharon, I would really love to hear you speak to the way that you may see love as how people share leadership in these moments. Um, I, I, I don't know about, about, about a lot of people, but for, my, for myself, I am a very loving person. I, um, when people come into our workplace, you know, I try not to judge them. I try to, to be their friend, to, you know, to love them. And I, and I think taking love into a workshop, if you like, may seem sort of like a bizarre, a bizarre thing, (laughs) but I tell you this, um, (laughs) Dave and I believe that love should be should be in the workplace not sort of like passionate love but the sort of agape love you know I I love my work I love my colleagues I I love my job that sort of love sort of love and respect for that and love and respect for each other and um, I don't know what happens in our workshop by the time it's by the time it's uh, half past five and everybody has to go home they don't want to go home they want to stay and uh yeah, they really do, and I think it's because um, we love our horses, we love our, our work, we love our environment, we love our clients, and I think we have some sort of uh, 
magic formula and uh, it seems to work and nobody wants to go home. Well, I don't know what it is, really. I I know know that you are one one big walking heart, and I love that about you. (laughs) Well, you see... um, in the herd of horses, you know, we have we have position one and we have position three, front and in, and behind. Uh, front and behind, yeah. as you say, and in the middle, there's a whole bunch of people, and Dave and I now now call this the heart of the herd. Oh, and right. the heart That's of the great. herd is full of everything. It's full of everything. It's full of um, people with amazing talents, amazing connections. Um, uh, Amazing everything, amazing trust, amazing love. And, um, yeah, I, I, think, I think that uh, we tend to focus on the heart of the herd because there's only uh, one lead mare and one stallion, usually. The rest is the heart of the herd, and that's where the love is. Oh, mm. That's beautiful. Christine? So in, I'm, I'm curious about when we talk about the, the different roles in your experience, um, when you talk about that heart of the herd, how do you play with that in terms of changing roles or people experiencing what that's like to that and also lead from behind or in the front? I'm just curious. It, I think one of the fascinating things about this is um, if you think about actually a business situation, we need to lead from the front to give pace, direction, destination, to understand where the direction is. Once that's done, unless it changes or unless the group loses identity with it, do you know something? You don't need to keep doing it. You know, we've all worked for people who do keep doing it, and it can drive you crazy. And in fact, it can lead to confusion because you think, clearly I'm not understanding that because they keep telling me where it is I should be going and how fast. So that's one thing. The second thing is leading from behind is about driving the herd if they're falling behind it's about you know packing that herd up so they're safe so that they're um you know together which creates the health harm you know which supports health harm and unity so Mm -hmm. if people aren't falling behind in the group you don't need to be driving them so guess what you're going to be leading from the from that position of um of we call it the heart of the herd and um, we believe that a massive part of that is about understanding what is going on with the people you're working with. And you have to care about them. You have to understand them. Because when it comes to a point that you maybe do have to drive and motivate, you'll know how to do that. Or if something's mm-hmm. wrong with them. Yeah, because you, can, you then have this deep understanding and care of, of the herd, the team, or whatever. It then facilitates your ability to do that effectively. It's a long story, but I'll really tell it quick. We had a salesman who was brilliant, and they gave him a crate of champagne every quarter for, because he was the top salesman. The third time they did it, he, he resigned because this guy didn't drink alcohol. <laughs> no one had bothered to find out. Beautiful example. <laughs> you <know>? Right. <laughs> Thank you no so much, cared. David. We're, we're going to go to a um, – Morgan's going to take us out to a break, and when we come back, we'd love to ask you some of your um, final thoughts and what you'd like to leave our listeners with today. Thank you so much. And we would love for you, our listeners, to join the conversation. Remember, you can tweet us at We Lead Radio or email us at confidence, leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. We'll be right back.
From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Teaching horses on the frontier of leadership development. Get out of the office and into the field to learn what horses have to teach us about leading through uncertainty. Teaching Horse is recognized worldwide as a premier provider of executive and leadership development with horses. Work side by side with horses to apply a simple framework for leading through uncertainty. Practice using attention, direction, energy, and congruence to elevate confidence in your leadership. Contact us at teachinghorse.com to meet your executive leadership and team development goals. Are you among the many who believe it is time to reimagine leadership for the 21st century? Are you considering stepping up to a new level of leadership? If so, we have a resource for you. Go to the Amazon Kindle store and order The Choice to Lead by June Gunter and Beth Hijack. In this book, the authors share what horses have taught them about leadership that will prepare you to take confident steps in the direction of your future. Download your copy today, and we look forward to supporting your growth as a leader. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to We Lead Radio. Tweet us at We Lead Radio to share your thoughts or questions or send an email to leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. Again, that's leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. We've been talking with our guests, David and Sharon Harris, about what shared leadership can look and feel like. And now Beth is going to help us wrap up this conversation and the show. Take it away, Beth. Thank you, Morgan. As Morgan said, we've been talking about uh, what can happen when we share leadership and how horses have shown us a different way of stepping into that container and just love to check in with everybody and see what kind of insights we may have gained from our conversation and final thoughts around sharing leadership. So June, you know, I love listening again to, to Dave and Sharon modeling this by being able to work in collaboration and play to their strengths and, and bring a shared sense of purpose no matter what role that you play, to me is the point of shared leadership. And as I, as I take this back to what we've seen some of our clients struggle with is we all know that in this VUCA world that we live in, no one has all of the expertise needed to figure out the way forward. It requires collaboration and collaboration requires trust. And I think people who have built their careers on their expertise don't necessarily have the skills they need to establish trust, to establish connection, to 
to realize that caring for the people that they lead is essential to their success. And what, what we know for sure is that when people spend time with horses, their ability to embody those capabilities that they haven't necessarily built uh, develops exponentially quicker. And that's the reason we can tell these little brief stories about how shared leadership can emerge quickly. Um, yeah. So hmm. how about you, Dave and Sharon? I think one of the powerful things is we, you know, we sometimes get people who come and they say, well, of course it takes ages to build trust. And I kind of quietly laugh to myself because they then go put their hand on a horse. Mm. I always mm -hmm. think they like give their heart to the horse and then the horse trusts them. And it took a few seconds. And I think when we begin to trust ourselves and trust that we don't know everything, but we can find a way and then we create this environment of trust the horses help us do that so quickly and so easily it can bust a lot of the myths about you know you have to know someone 20 years to trust them and all that kind of stuff you actually just have to be intentional in your trust and i think come from a place of trust yourself so yeah it's a it's a magical thing to know that you can learn that so quickly and horses are great for doing that help us do that mm -hmm. I think that's that's a really powerful um, statement we've Dave. seen all we've seen this time and time again it's uh it's you know, as soon as a person touches a horse, it's like it's accelerated learning and they can't unlearn it. Um, something happens very quickly and it's very, very true. And um, the horses are just amazing, amazing, as you know. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is, it is, it is um, inspiring to watch as many times as I've seen it happen over and over again. It's just it brings me back again and again, those moments. And Morgan, how about for you? Any you know, insights? yeah, I've really been thinking about this lead with love. And I, you know, I tend not to be as, uh, well, I want to say touchy feely, which I guess kind of <laughs> says a lot about me. <laughs> that's not what it is, but that's often how I think about it is, you know, um, from my perspective, emotional to bring a lot of emotion into leadership and to bring a lot of emotion mm. into business. But I think that, that that is important and it's something that perhaps I need to reflect more on and think about how does love really fit in to leadership and business and an organization and how can that help us be a stronger team, help us be a stronger unit so I'm really reflecting on that. When, when does emotion help us? When does love really make us more effective, more efficient, uh, more successful, and, yeah. and more satisfied? Yeah. Yeah. I love that, Morgan. Um, I think, too, one, one way I frame it sometimes with clients and, and with myself is taking that pause. Maybe it's not always in the, you know, being touchy-feely Morgan or going all for it. You know, we're going to have a love space today. Um, but um, that setting that, pausing to set that intention of what would love do? Where, how would I approach this if I ask that question? Or what would respect do? Or whatever you're trying to establish, what would trust do right now? Mm -hmm. so how would I present that question? How would I frame this? How would I hold this space? And it's just a really 
great quick way to shift into that energy and, and to be curious, not, not that we have to know what to do with that, but I think just stopping and asking that and putting that intention into the space sometimes really helps. I, I think that's an amazing, amazing series of questions and uh, thoughts around the, those pieces of love and leadership. And just to put my final thought on that is, um, you know, I think that people have certain ideas about what love is. And what I've learned from the horses is that love looks different depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. Love can be setting a boundary. Love can be inviting connection. Love can be moving very fast. And so when we start to allow that to be more fluid and have more possibility, then I think people will be more receptive Hmm. to embracing the idea of love as Hmm. a a necessary, in my opinion, a necessary component to leadership. To me, love is about um, being willing to see someone uh, for what they bring, for what they need, for who they are. And I think so much of what our clients experience is with the horses they feel seen Hmm. and and when you feel seen you feel permission to trust and try and try and be Mm -hmm. curious Mm -hmm. and extend a hand to help and to ask for help it's quite a um uh empowering thing to be a part of and to witness time and time again to see uh, leaders and their teams transformed. It's humbling. Absolutely. Yeah, true. Well, this has been a fabulous show. And thank you so much to David and Sharon for joining us and sharing with us some of your insights and experiences. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. And we would love to hear more from you. Remember, we can keep this conversation going and we would so love to hear your thoughts, your experiences and insights, your reactions. So please send us your comments, your questions, your concerns. You can tweet us at We Lead Radio or email us at leadershipconfidence at teachinghorse.com. We'll be back next week, same time, Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And... Next time, we will be talking about how the best teachers are also the best leaders. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to We Lead Radio. Be sure to join your hosts, June Gunter, Beth Hijack, Christine Erickson, and Morgan Reidenauer next Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, which is 10 a.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. And we'll see you on this same path next week.